in it. Hallelujah. I don't know about you guys. I do know about you guys because the Lord showed me about y'all. I hear from God. Y'all are ready to praise God today too. Amen. Hallelujah. Man, I know we didn't do praise reports and prayer requests this morning uh, for time's sake, uh, but there's a couple things we want to lift up. We have a lot of people out that's sick. I've had a lot of phone calls this week where people are sick. I know Jeff uh, Jeff came in this morning, and he's been under the weather, and pap, and, you know, it's hard to, to sing, and it's hard to, to do those things, especially hitting some of the notes those guys do, uh, being sick. Um, <clears throat> but I've had a lot of phone calls this week, and uh, there's some people under the weather. We're going to lift that up in prayer before we get started. Uh, the Funk family, I want y'all to hear me on this, church. I want y'all to pray, okay? Uh, David, David's back in the hospital. Uh, but, you know, God, God is faithful. And uh, if we're going to actually believe uh, what we preach and what we come to hear and what we read, then we got to believe that our God is faithful to do above and beyond anything. And it's not like, they've, it's, not like it's you know, crucial or anything like that, but, it, you know, we want him home. We want him back in the church because uh, he's a vital piece to this ministry, whether you all know it or not. Uh, we got people praying right now. It's just a real time of prayer. We got a new year coming, and I want to encourage you guys to get into prayer. Uh, we're going to talk next week about fasting at the beginning of the year. I know that's going to freak some of y'all out, but don't freak out. I'm not going to ask you not to eat food for months upon months. What I'm going to do is ask you to start praying about fasting um, and what God would have you for your next year. Who knows that we all have New Year's resolutions. I, I, I lived up to my New Year's resolution last year uh, that I was going to lose weight, and I did. But because it was just a New Year's resolution that wasn't birthed in prayer and fasting, I gained it back. Can anyone else? No one wants to talk about this, Mr. White. No, nobody wants to talk about this. Come on, somebody. No, so uh, if, we, if, if we will have, we'll go before God throughout the Bible, this is biblical. If we'll go before God, make our requests known, and through prayer and fasting, then God will show us the direction of what he'd have us to do. I know God has showed me the direction he wants this church to go. I'm excited about casting vision with y'all uh, after the first of the year on what I think um, God has showed me for the church. Also, uh, we're going to celebrate the victories that we've had this year. It's always good to celebrate victories uh, for what God's done in your life. Amen? Come on, y'all can give that up. Yeah. Uh, you know, my, my wife reminds me about three Sundays out of four that, that you know, like Marty said, can't, can't you give them some candy every now and then? But I want you to know that I, I celebrate victories uh, with you guys. And we see people getting baptized. We people, see people getting saved. And, and, and we see the children growing. And we see the kids learning downstairs. And, and people are being healed. And, and lives are being changed. And, and people are being called into the ministry. These are the victories that we want to celebrate. And I think it comes to the type of preaching that we do here. But we're going to see what God wants to do next year. Amen? So we're going to fast some next year, starting in January. Uh, and we're going to ask God for vision for individuals' lives and for the church as a corporate uh, life. Amen? So I'm excited about that. Uh, if you got your Bibles, turn to Luke 22. I feel the Holy Ghost in here already. Ain't it great to know that we don't invite him into his presence, 
But he invites us into, how did I say that? Did I say that right? Did I? Okay. Because he's here. Amen. Now, he's been here before there was a building here. He was here. He ordained this place because y'all were born for a time such as this. Right now. There's been some great ones come before us, and there'll be some great ones after us. But at the end of the day, we were born for a time such as this. Amen. Let's go to Luke chapter 22. The title of this sermon is going to be called Refresh, like that little button that you click on on your computer, you know, the refresh button. Amen. She likes it. <laughs> it's a refresh. So uh, Luke 22, we're going to start at verse 24, and this is the reading of the word. It says, now there was also a dispute among them as to which of them should be considered the greatest. And he said to them, talking about Jesus, Jesus said to them, the kings of the Gentiles exercise lordship over them, and those who exercise authority over them are called benefactors. But not so among you. On the contrary, he who is greatest among you, let him be as the younger, and he who governs as he who serves for who is greater, he who sits at the table or he who serves that table? Is it not he who sits at the table, yet I'm among you, Jesus is saying, as the one who serves? Verse 28, but you are those who have continued with me in my trials. He's talking to his disciples here, church. And he says, I bestow upon you a kingdom, come on. Just as my Father has bestowed one upon me, that you may eat and drink at my table in the kingdom and sit on thrones judging the 12 tribes of Israel. Now, y'all pay close attention right here. And then Jesus said to Peter, he said, Simon, Simon, indeed Satan has asked for you. I'm here to tell some people in the church today that Satan's asked for some of y'all. Come on. Satan's asked for some of us in the church today. Amen. But Jesus looks at Peter and he says, Simon, Simon, indeed Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat. But watch this. Jesus said, I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail. And when you have returned to me, strengthen the brother. Verse 33, Peter said, but Lord, I'm ready to go with you both to prison and to death. And then Jesus, knowing what Jesus knows, he said, Peter, you'll deny me three times before the rooster even crows. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Father God, that the spirit of the living God is right here amongst us. I thank you that I can physically feel the energy of the Holy Spirit through me right now, Father God. I ask, Lord, that you not let me speak one word over what you would have me to speak today. And, 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 and Lord, don't shut me up till you're done today, Father God. I thank you for the baptisms we had. I thank you for the services we had across the hall. I thank you for the praise and worship that we had. But, Lord, right now I want to thank you for your word because it's your word, Father God, that changes lives. Lord, be with us. Let you be exalted in every bit of this today, Father God, as we look at how you would have me to show the church to hit the refresh button. We love you and praise you, and we do it in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. All right, so I'm going to give you just a little bit of background about this. So this is towards the end of Jesus' ministry. I always like to give you all a background so we can lead up to where we're at. So this is towards the end of Jesus' ministry. As a matter of fact, 
uh, the Feast of Unleavened Bread is fixing to take place. That's the Passover. Uh, uh, that's, that's where Jesus was nailed to the cross. Does everyone understand that? Amen. Jesus had just uh, explained what communion was all about. As a matter of fact, in the passage right before this, he had given communion for the first time uh, and, and let his disciples know that, that the time that he had been preaching about was here. Amen? Amen. Uh, also, another thing that Jesus did uh, is that, that he was trying to handle the disputes between, between the disciples on who was going to be the greatest. We know Peter was full of pride because he said, I'll go with you to prison and I'll go with you even to death. And we know that Peter denied Christ three times. Amen. Judas at this point had made the decision to betray Christ. Amen. This is the background of what's going on when Jesus led into this passage right here. A lot going on. Just a few days left before he would be executed. What I want to talk to you today about, church, and those that are watching online, is through prayer and study this, this week and last week, the Lord showed me that he wants to talk to us today about repentance. It's a hard thing. I'm not talking about a repentance. The Lord showed me of, uh, Brother Larry, I'm sorry I offended you. I'm talking about true repentance that's birthed in anguish. Woo, glory to God. Y'all turn over to Acts 3, and we're going to talk about this for a little while. And like I said, I promise you that when I prayed about this, the Lord showed me things, and guess what I had to do? I had to repent. Oh, the preacher has to repent, absolutely. I had to repent about some things and some views that I had on a few issues in my life uh, that I thought that I owned, that I had a right to, but at the end of the day, the Lord showed me through repentance, I'll refresh what you think is right and show you what is truth. Come on, somebody. Amen? See, a lot of us have the idea that repentance is a bad thing because you've done something bad. Well, the Word tells us that none are good, no, not one. Right? Repentance is a way to get that when, when, when Miss Stanton came up out of that water a minute ago and she shouted that Ric Flair, whoa, did y'all hear that? Man, she felt lighter, didn't you? There was a weight lifted off of her. There's a weight that comes lifted off of us that comes only through repentance. Now, some of us have found a way to try to temporarily lift that weight, and it's called gratifying my flesh. Can we talk about that in church today? Whatever that looks like. I'm trying to have a, a substance to, to, to do to fill the hole that only God's repentance can fill. Amen? Acts, Acts 3, verses 18 and 19. But those things, so this is the beginning of the church age, but those things which God foretold by the mouth of all of his prophets that the Christ would suffer... He thus has fulfilled. Verse 19 says, Repent, therefore, and be converted that your sins may be blotted out so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Man, ain't that cool? What separates us from God? Sin, right? So when we repent from that sin, then there's a refreshing into the presence of the Lord God Almighty. 
man, you know, when you get done and, you, and you're wiping the tears away and, 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 and your snot's dried up and you get up off the altar or that, that happy place in your barn or, or out on your farm or wherever your prayer closet is in your home, and when you get up after you've repented and said, God, help me, when you finally do get up, hey, don't you just feel better? Because you're back in the presence of the Lord. Glory to God. Repentance is good. It's a good thing, church. Oh, I need refresh daily. And it comes only through repentance. Hallelujah. I'm here to preach to you this morning. There's a couple definitions, and you know how I like to give y'all word definitions of words that I'm really preaching hard on. So you have an understanding. We have an idea of some things of what we think repentance is or whatever word definition I give you. But let me give you actual true definitions of repentance today. It's number one means turning towards God and turning away from that which dishonors Him. Nowhere in that does it have anything to do with you. Does that make sense? See, we think about repentance is so God can bless us again. Yeah, that's in there, but that's the most thinnest thread of repentance. The true repentance is turning away from that the which dishonors God. See, the church has lost that. The big C church has lost the fact that we're supposed to honor God in all things that we do. And when we're not, we're in sin and we need repentance so God will not be dishonored. There's no reverence. That's called sin. Number two, to rearrange your thinking, feeling, and being in order to forsake that which is wrong. So is it enough to just say, Lord, forgive me? Just, Lord, forgive me. I, I, Lord, forgive me. Have y'all ever done any? I, I will talk about me because I know all y'all got your angel wings and halos. Have you ever had a premeditated sin? <laughs> like I can go ahead and do it, and I'll just ask the Lord for forgiveness. Some of y'all had that this weekend. Holy Ghost telling you, don't put that much butter on the potatoes, but you did it anyway. It's not enough just to ask for it. you got to change your thinking, your feeling, and your complete being. That's what true repentance is. There's a difference in repenting vocally and actually true repentance. Amen? Hallelujah. Repentance, a lot of people have the idea, and, and, and this is and it's a thin thread of it, means to turn and to go the other way. And, and I get that. Uh, as a matter of fact, the British military uses the word repent like the United States military uses the word retreat. We know what retreat means. It means you're going a direction, now you're turning and retreating and going a different direction. Amen? Well, the British military uses the word repent the same way as to turn and go a different direction. Amen? Do y'all understand that? You're changing your thinking, your feeling, and your being to forsake something. Amen? Are y'all with me this morning? You know, a year ago, when we was asked to come to the church, and the Lord seemed fit for us to come to the church, uh, I would tell Lana, I said, I wouldn't get no amens. And she said, oh, they were getting it. 
I said, but I'm that preacher, that, that evangelist-style preacher that likes to hear the word amen and glory to God, and, 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 I, and I feel like some kind of way when I don't get it, but now I realize when y'all are quiet, y'all are getting it. Amen? Glory to God. It's an important subject. You hear me preach on the word, the Holy Ghost, salvation, the Spirit of God. Repentance is right there, the same importance. I praise God that the Holy Ghost is moving in this church right now on the hearts of these people as we talk about repentance. My favorite definition of repentance is this, responding to God's love. <laughs> responding to God's love by being transformed into conviction and action. Hallelujah. The Word says that God chastises those in which He loves. So when the chastisement of God comes upon us and we think the whole world's falling around and God can't hear us, He's just wanting you to repent so you can be refreshed in the name of Jesus. It's out of love. It's out of love. Have you ever felt disconnected from God? Have you ever felt like you're praying uh, and it's not getting no higher than the ceiling? Like, where are you? He's wanting you to repent right there. It's out of love. It's out of love. You see, as I talked about a second ago, that repentance is turning and going the opposite direction of which you was going, and, and, and true enough that is, but that word transformation has to take place. So somewhere in that turn, there has to be a transformation. Not just the Lord, will you forgive me? Amen? Go with me to Romans 12. Hallelujah. Romans 12 says this right here. It's a familiar scripture. We're going to read 1 and 2. This is the Apostle Paul writing. He says, I beseech you. He's saying, I'm begging you. Pay attention. Listen to what I'm saying here. He says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercy of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, that which is holy and acceptable to God. And this is just a reasonable service. You're not going above and beyond here. This is just a reasonable service. But verse 2 he says, And be no longer conformed to this world, but be you transformed through the renewing of your mind, that you may know what God's perfect and pleasing will is. Either you're conformed by the world, or you're transformed by the word of God. And there's where repentance takes place, right there. It's not enough just to turn. Somewhere from this position to this position has to be a transformation. I don't know what that looks like in your life, but in my life, it was about 20 years of addiction is how long that turn took for me. Amen. I know people that get saved every other Sunday. Come on, somebody. From this position to this position has to be a transformation of your thinking, your being, and your actions that comes through conviction. Or there's no true repentance. Well, but the preacher said a prayer with me. I got news for you. There's a lot of people going to bust hell wide open because some preacher told them they were saved and there was no transformation in their life. 
You might want to reevaluate your salvation. I'm talking to some people today. You might want to reevaluate your salvation because when you was at, at church camp, when you was at VBS, some preacher said, repeat after me, and you were saved, but there was no conviction in your heart. There was no refreshing in your life. There was no transformation. Then you may not be as saved as you think you're saved. It makes the numbers look good at church camp, though. People are going to hell because of it. They think that they're okay and they're going to hell because they haven't repented for their sins. Hallelujah. I want to tell some people in the church today, y'all listen to me, that it's time. It's high time, as the Apostle Paul said, for the church of the living God, for the people of the living God. Come on, somebody. It's time for the church to stand up and call sin, sin. That there may be repentance behind it. Amen? If the church of the living God and the people of the living God, the saints of the living God, can get in one accord and start serving the spirit of the living God, then we can be the hands and the feet. I got news for you. If you're a saved, blood-bought, born-again Christian, you have a right to call me on my junk. Well, you can't judge me. Absolutely you can. If I'm not exercising the fruit of the Holy Ghost, you have a right, if you're filled with the Holy Ghost, to judge my fruit. And that's when people start leaving the church. When the pastor confronts their sin. Amen? I'm going to go somewhere uh, where the pastor's not going to call me out on my sin. I want to go somewhere where I can just blend in. It's called being conformed to the world. Although it's at 10 o'clock on Sunday mornings in a building. Amen? I got people in my life right now, my wife being one of them, that calls me out. And it don't feel good. It don't taste good. When another person says, brother, I need to have lunch with you, you think you're going there to have lunch, and they say, I'm seeing these behaviors in your life. Well, don't he know who I am? I'm the pastor of PG. I'm a graduate of Teen Challenge. Who does he think he is? He's someone that placed in your life. If you don't have someone like that in your life, you need to get them in your life. If you're a woman, don't get a man. Well, now. And guess what, men? If you're a man, you don't want a woman in your life unless it's your wife. You like it or not. Amen. You prayed for it, and there she is. <laughs> Lord, if this is the one. Oh, that's the one, all right. <laughs> If the people of God and the church of God will respond, if they'll make that decision to respond to the love of God through repentance, your mind, your thoughts, your actions, your heart will slowly change. Amen? You'll be transformed. 
no longer conformed. But you'll be transformed, and that's where true repentance takes place. And then there's a refreshing that comes through the washing of the Word in your life. And you start seeing things totally different. You're able to love that person whose skin color is the opposite of yours. Amen? You're able to love that person who may wave a different flag than you. You'll be able to pray for the lost genuinely, although they stole something from you or they hurt you in your past. You'll genuinely be able to get on your knees and say, Lord, save their souls. Because I've been refreshed through repentance. Amen. Bless you, Lord. Let's go back to Acts 3. I feel the Holy Ghost. We'll go back to Acts 3, 18 and 19. But those things which God foretold by the mouth of all of his prophets that the Christ would suffer, he has fulfilled. Repent. Repent, therefore, and be converted that your sins may be blotted out so that times of refreshing, I speak refreshing this year, Father God, in the name of Jesus, The times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Who here in the house of God today could say that I need to be refreshed? Amen. Who could say that today? There's some things in my life that I need to hit the refresh button on, just like on when you take your mouse and drag it over there to refresh that page. I need some things in my life refreshed. My marriage, it's not where it once was. It's kind of got stale after a few years. My parenting, my children, my finances. I was on fire last year, excited about the church, but where am I at today? I'm just asking you. Is there some things in our life today that we need to just hit the refresh button on. Come on, somebody. That's how easy it is. That we ask God through repentance to refresh something in our life. And he's faithful as long as there's a transformation that takes place. The transformation from this to that. Amen? The word refreshing, I'm going to give you a definition of that that's used in 19 right there. It means to be pleasantly different from what you're used to being. Ain't that cool? I like the word pleasant. I don't want to just be different. I want to be pleasantly different from that of what I used to be. Come on. Glory to God. That's exciting to me. That's exciting to me. That refreshing though, it only comes through repentance, y'all. We just read it. Repent so that your sins will be blotted out and a season of refreshing will come from the presence of the Lord. See, the enemy wants to rob your pleasant refreshing. He wants to keep you where you're at because of that bitterness or that anger or that resentment that you have that we need to be repenting from. Amen. How many of us this year alone has looked to heaven and said, Why, God? I have, I'll start, I'll just raise my, I have. Why is it going down like this? Because I want to refresh you. The Spirit of God wants to refresh you. But it only comes through repentance. Amen? Hallelujah. You know, Peter denied Christ three times in Luke 22. He told him. 
He said, I'll go with you to the end. Let's go back to Luke 20. Go back to Luke 22. We're going to close it out. You guys want to come up? You guys want to come up? So I'm going to stop at least a page and a half early because I just heard the Holy Ghost say it's time. Amen. Amen. Amen, because I stay refreshed. And I'm pretty sure I asked the Lord a minute ago for me not to go over one word further than he'd have me to go, right? So I'm going to shut up just here in a second because I know some of y'all have already been pierced with what I said. We'll go back to Luke 22. And I'm going to start at about... Let's see here. I'm going to start at 31. I'm going to read 31 and 32. Hang on just a second. I mean, you guys can go ahead. So we know that Peter denied him three times. Let's go over to Luke 22. 45. We're going to read this right quick. Another familiar story. Luke chapter 22, verse 45. Jesus had told Peter he was going to deny him. He went to the Mount of Olives. His disciples fell asleep on him. He had to kick them three times. Sounds like the church today. Jesus prayed so hard that he sweat blood. I know y'all think I sweat. This brother prayed so hard that drops of blood came off of him. We see the human side. We know he's 100% man and 100% God. This is the deity of Jesus. But we see him sweating blood, and he's saying, Lord, if there be any way, take this cup from me. That cross, that cross that provides our repentance, Wake up and pray, he said. Luke chapter 22, verse 45 says, And when he rose up from this prayer, he came to the disciples and he found them sleeping. He said to them, Why do you sleep? Please rise up and pray, unless you enter into temptation. That is a prophetic word for the church today. If you're not praying, you're going to fall to temptation. Verse 47, he said, And while he was speaking, behold, the multitude came, and the one that he called Judas. He came near to Jesus, and he gave him a kiss. That kiss symbolizes what we call the kiss of death today. Do you believe that Jesus knew it was going to be Judas? Absolutely. But he didn't shun Judas away for the three and a half years. He let Judas participate in the healings of people. He let Judas carry the money bag. He loved Judas. Judas kissed him. And that was the sign that he's the Messiah. That Jesus would be killed. Nailed to a cross. Now let's go back over here. To verse 31 of the same chapter. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, indeed Satan has asked for you 
that he may sift you as wheat, but I have prayed for you. And when you have returned to me, does that sound like repentance? Come on, church. He says, but when you have returned to me, strengthen my brothers. And we know what Peter did in Acts. 3,000 people back in the Old Testament died because of rules and regulations, the Ten Commandments. 3,000 people gave their life to Christ and were filled with the Holy Ghost in the book of Acts when Peter preached probably the second most prolific sermon that's ever been preached. Jesus said, when you have returned to me, Peter, when you have returned to me, he said, you're going to deny me. There's some people in the church today that has denied Jesus, whatever that looks like. But when you return, he said, I'm going to build my church on a rock. And he's wanting to build his church on a rock. Repentance brings refreshing. Now, let me show you this. Do you think Jesus loved Peter any more than he did Judas? Do you think Jesus loved Peter any more than he did Judas? You know the difference in Peter and Judas? Repentance. That's the only difference. Judas' sin drove him to, to, to take himself out. Peter repented. The only difference in the betrayal of Jesus and the church of the rock of the foundation of Jesus Christ being built by Peter was repentance. That's it. And through repentance came refreshing. Get this out of here. Thank you. I preach this message to y'all today because so many people have this misconception of that if the preacher says, if you need to repent, come forward, that people think there's something wrong with you. You've done something. You know, you've stole something. You've cheated. You've lied. You, you, you've done. What I'm telling you is this. Repentance is a thing of the heart. It doesn't mean that you're not saved. It just means you might need to be refreshed. Amen? See, see the enemy has lied to us for so long. And he tells us, if you go up there to that altar... Or if you wife, or if you tell somebody that you're struggling in a certain area, they're gonna look at you different. Well, I'm here to tell you this. Just don't go tell anybody your business, but find somebody that is okay and honest that will keep it confidential and tell people your business. Amen. See, there's some subjects that's not talked about anymore that need repentance. Come on, Holy Ghost. Come on. There's some things going in, uh, in some people's life today that needs to be exposed so it can be confessed, repented from, and refreshed in the name of Jesus. We don't want to talk about it no more. This next year, we're going to talk about it. I promise you that. Because I'm going to stand before God. And he's going to say, I gave you a message on pornography, but you never preached it. He's going to say, I gave you a message on adultery, but you never preached it. He ain't going to tell me that. It's coming. I promise you. 
And then as the Holy Ghost exposes some things in our life, church, we'll be able to repent. And our lives will be refreshed. Marriages will be saved. Healings will come to our bodies. If the Holy Ghost has spoke to you, you know I'm not the one that's going to beg, prod. If you ain't going to listen to the Holy Ghost, then you ain't going to listen to me. If you got some things in your life that might need refreshed, maybe you got some relationships that's going to be coming over for Christmas, or you're going to be going over there and you just really don't want to see them people. There's the first one, so y'all ain't got to worry about being the one that's laughed at first. But if that's you, I want to invite you down here to this altar. Because right here on this altar is where some things are going to take place where the old refresh button can be clicked and we can go into the presence of the Lord. Amen. Come, y'all, come. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine, ear of salvation, purchaser.
Okay, so uh, as these guys are still praying, I want to share a couple of praise reports with you. Number one, um, the baby that we prayed for, baby Mason, um, the doctor says that, that the baby was going to be born, stillborn. So the grandmother came to Lana and shared that, and, and we all prayed. Then it was last week that we brought you up here. Uh, and we prayed. So baby Mason was not born still. <laughs> but baby Mason is healthy. How, how, how heavy is baby Mason? Yeah. Amen. He's 7 pounds, 14 ounces, and he's perfect, man. Glory! that cool the doctor said he's going to be born still stillborn these doctors these big old degrees that God said there's some things that God has said in our life there's some things that God said in your life and through time, we forgot what God said. And we started listening to the doctors. And we started listening to the noise. And somewhere our faith wavered. But I'm here to tell you, Mason lives. And whatever God birthed in you, he'll see it to completion. Because he's a God of thoroughness and completion. Amen. I want to encourage you this week in your prayer life. To ask God what it was he placed in your heart years ago that you've forgotten about. Because there's ministries that hasn't been birthed yet because we forgot about the promise that God gave us. There's things that hasn't come to pass yet because we've allowed the distractions of the world to suppress what God promised us whenever, whenever, at whatever age. Thank God for baby Mason. Thank God for a healing God. Amen. Y'all with me, right? This next year, and God's done a lot this year. We ain't seen nothing yet. We ain't seen nothing yet. This next year, we may see Jesus Christ. That'll be all right, won't it? We may see Jesus Christ. Refresh him, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Just refresh him, Father. If all hearts and minds are clear, my wife and I want to thank you guys for the gifts. Uh, we'll go through them within the next week or so. Uh, but thank you guys for thinking of us in that area. We're going to bring the Stantons up. Come on up, Austin. You too, buddy. We was downstairs, and Austin said, I didn't come here for this. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so I want you guys to come up and love on them as you exit. Let them know that you love them. We're excited. Austin, I will have to get you a uh, 
a certificate made because I've got the two for for your mom and dad. But all hearts and minds clear. We had church in the house of the Lord today, Brother Larry. You pray us out. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for your sweet, sweet spirit here that's been here today, Lord, that's rested on every heart. And Lord, I know within myself, your spirit has shown me that there's several here today that had plenty to put down, Lord, but they didn't. I pray you keep after them, Lord. I pray your spirit stays after them long after they leave this building, Lord, that you show them your goodness, Lord. They find repentance, whether it be at home, in their closet, in their bathroom, somewhere. They come back to you, Father. Forgive us, Lord, please, where we fail you. I ask on their behalf. I've asked on mine. I ask on this church's behalf, Lord. Forgive us, Lord, please, where we fail you. Turn back to you, Lord, with everything we have. We thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you for this Stanton family. We thank you, Lord, for this divine appointment of them being in this house right here, Lord, where we could minister to them. And, Lord, they just bless our souls, Lord, by being who they are. Father, we, I just lift up my church family as we leave here today and go out into the world, Lord, and help us to remember to be the witnesses, Lord, to preach ye the gospel to every living creature, Lord. We just give you all glory because you are worthy of all glory and all praise in Jesus' name. Amen.